continue on our, on our series on kingdom living. This is actually week three. And I, you know, somebody said, uh, how many weeks are you going to go? I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how many weeks this will be. Maybe, a, a, you know, get your 17 CD series. I have no idea. Uh, you know, I'm just, I want to do all this is, is the way we can. I'm not going to try to push it and make and just get as much information to you in a short period of time. So you go, you know, I, I, it doesn't do any good if you can't apply it. So I want to do it in, in at least at a pace that we can all go, I get it. And we can begin to apply it and things can start working. And some have already began to find that. Today is going to be really a stellar day. It's going to, they're going to reveal some things to you. And, and in my prayer time this morning, all I kept hearing from the Lord is just, you know, rhema and revelation. And so I think some of us are going to just go, <gasps> you know, how many have ever just all of a sudden, you, you might have looked at something for a long time and thought, no, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing this. But then all of a sudden you figure it out and it kind of like goes, you, inspiration, you know, and you're, whoa, okay, now I get it. And something is pushed forward a little bit inside you, and you're like, now I'm, I'm understanding. Instead of just doing something out of duty, we understand our duty, but we can do it with a delight to know that there is something that's happening on the other end. So I want to welcome you today. Some of it, what I'm saying each week is going to be a little bit of review, because again, we're talking about kingdom, and I want you to get it. So we have a lot of people uh, you could, how many of you would agree a lot of Christians don't walk in victory? I mean, you know, we'd like, and, and I'm not saying everybody here walks in victory. I'm not saying I walk in it all the time. I'm human. Everybody's human. But for the most part, we've grown up in a society of, of Christians the way that, that man has viewed Christianity to be. And so then that's our viewpoint of it. And, and we walk that way. And to some that don't know Christ would go, why would I want to know Christ? This you know, you seem hopeless, busted, and disgusted. I don't seem to want that. I'm already that way. So we have to figure out, God, is there a better way in your kingdom that I can walk? And how many would agree that God's kingdom is, is awesome? So, you know, and if we're not doing that, then let me help you. If I can show you something and I can, and I can get that to you and you could say, you mean if I do what God says, I apply these principles, this will work for me. Absolutely will work for you. Absolutely will work for you. And so I don't think it's a testimony for us to walk in failure. I don't think it brings glory to the Lord for the postman to bring, you know, and see that we're having return checks or bounce checks or, uh, you know, anything like that. I think God, you know, the Bible says uh, it pleases him um, to, to bless you, doesn't it? So, I mean, think about that. It's, it's you know, when, he, when you prosper, it pleases him. Now, I'm not talking just about money, so I want us to get our minds off of just, well, it's all about this, it's all about money. It's not, I'm not talking just about money, but I'm talking about in this system, in the earth system, you need money to pay your bills. You can say you don't, but I don't think Ohio Edison's going to like that. Columbia Gas doesn't like, I'm sorry, I'm living on faith. I don't need to pay you this month. Pretty soon, they don't really care about that. So, you know, if I were to bring all of my children up, even when they were little and line them up here and they all had tattered clothes and worn out shoes and mats in their hair and stuff, you'd be thinking, what kind of a parent is Brad? I mean, you know, they got green snot running out of their nose and they don't care. And, you know, you'd be like, he could. So, I mean, it would be a reflection of me as a father. Are you with me? So wouldn't it be God, if he is our father, wouldn't he instead, he doesn't want you to be all just, you can't get by, you can't do anything, you can't. So he, there is a plan. I'm going to help show this to you. And I, I don't have all the answers. I'm still walking as well. And I put my pants on just like you do one leg at a time. But we're going to figure this out. I don't want to have a mailbox mentality. I don't want to just, you know, I'm just believing for God to tell somebody something. And they're going to, I'm going to run to my mailbox. And there should be, oh, I hope there's a check in there. I don't want to work like that. 
I don't want to talk to people and give them hints to do something. I want to be able to say, God, you know what? I trust you, and I'm going to put all my faith in you. And uh, I want to live within my means and do what I'm supposed to do. And how many knows when we trust God and we live within our means and we are good stewards of that, then he adds to your means and your means level goes up. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. All right. Okay. So I want uh, you to say this with me. God can do everything. One more time. God can do everything. Isn't that true? But here's what we do. God can do everything, but pay my bills. God can do everything, but get me out of debt. Because we have kind of got ourselves in debt. You know, some people, we just say, I just want God to get me out of debt. Well, here's something that'll help. Quit signing papers to get yourself in debt. But let's put our hand to it. God can help us if we're doing things the right way. He can do everything, but it takes him and you working together. And that's the mindset we have to understand. We have to work with God. The Bible says that all creation groans and awaits the revealing of the sons of God. Not God, mind you, the sons of God. See, the problem of, in our life and that our neighbor has and that we have, we're awaiting the revelation. And we'll sit and we'll wait and we'll sit. I'm just waiting on God. Oh, I just, God, you got to come through. And there are, I understand there are times in your life where there are seasons that, you know, God says, be still or, or get your hand off that and I, let me do what I need to do. You don't have to help me here. I get that. But I want you for the most part to understand this. You are the ambassador on the earth today. You are the authority enforcer. You are the one that God says, I'm going to give you the authority. Now you go enforce it. How many kids ever said, hey, I'm telling my dad about your sibling and if dad's, you know, my, my mom would say stuff like, you just wait till your father gets home. My father always came home. He was the enforcer, the authority enforcer. I mean, my mom, she would lay the law if I didn't obey the law, and I kind of would still mess with her a little bit, then that was the thing. You just wait till your dad gets home, because I'm like, oh, don't do that. Mark 4, 21 and 25 says, also he said to them, is the lamp brought... Uh, to be put under a basket or under a bed is it not to be set on a lampstand for there's nothing hidden which will be will not be revealed for nothing has been kept secret but it should come to light if anyone has ears to hear let him hear then he said to them take heed what you hear with the same measure you use it will be measured back to you and you who hear more will be given for whoever has to him more will be given but whoever does not even what as he has will be taken away from him now this is in mark if you think about this, this is very similar to what we've also read in Luke. But this is, he's talking about something. It's the same principle that's applying here. The Bible says that God meets all of my need according to his riches and glory. How many needs are all? All is all. If you look up the word all, it doesn't mean part of, some of, a little bit, a portion. It means all. So then there's got to be a reason if we are broke, what is, what's that going, what's happening with that? Could be a couple of reasons. Number one, we operate in the world system. God is really not our provider according to our faith. We just believe, well, he's God, but, you know, I guess he just uh, doesn't like me like he likes them or whatever the case is. So we operate on credit and we live way above where we're supposed to live. Or we don't know how to tap into the kingdom. We'd like to, but we just can't seem to get it. And remember it said in Mark, it said, if you hear what God is saying, if you hear it, and you can be a good steward of what he's telling you. If God would tell you to do something, just not be a hearer only, but also be a doer, 
then your, your means will be added to. Then if you're going to be good with what you have, we can go with the, the parable of the talents. What you did, if you did good with what you had, he gave more to you. So we have to understand God wants to bless you. It brings him joy to bless you, but we, and he gives you, you power to get wealth. James 4 says, you have not because you ask not. So you and I have a part to play. So I don't want to just be sitting around waiting on God. I, I want, God, what do you want me to do? And let me put my hand to it. Matthew 16 says that they have been given the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind, and you can put your name there, as well as what you're binding or loosing. So what you ever bind or loose on the earth, as you live also bound or loosed in heaven. So we are the agents on the earth to enforce God's righteousness. When demons see you, they see Jesus. When they see you, they see the blood. They see power. And what they don't want you to see is what I'm telling you now. They don't want you to see that Jesus is greater in you than he that's in the world. And the problem that we're having in the church world is we don't see that. So we don't operate in God's kingdom. We operate in the world system kind of handicapped. We have a little bit of God. And we can see a little bit of this and that, a little bit of breakthrough here and there. But we don't really totally submit to the kingdom of God because we are grown into this other earth curse system and we have our mindset. Everybody around us is working that way. Everybody around us is functioning that way. So we, in our minds, say that's how we must function. <clears throat> we have the same authority Jesus had. That's why he said that we are to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. If we don't exercise our authority, if we don't exercise who we are in Christ, then who will? Turn to your neighbor and say, nobody. If you don't exercise what you're supposed to do, who will? If you don't take authority over your house, who will? I've had people call and want me to go through their house and do deliverance in their house and, and make their house clean. And I've done that, but see, I'm going to leave. I've got to go back to my house. What are you going to do when I'm not in your house? So who's going to take the authority? If someone breaks in my house, I'm not going to call, hey, my dad lives in Florida. Dad, somebody's coming in. I wish you could get here and help me. I'm not going to turn to Kim and say, Kim, go take care of him. Although she probably could. She might be 4'11", but she knows how to wax on, wax off. She probably do that. But what I'm going to, I'm going to have to take authority on my own self and say, listen, this is my house. It's time for you to get out. We have to exercise our authority. The primary law of how faith is released, we talked about last week. Speak with our mouth. Believe in our heart and do not doubt. Confess with your mouth, speak with your mouth, believe in your heart and do not doubt. That's how you got saved. That's how everything is produced in the kingdom. If we don't exercise our authority in our finances and our financial realm, so to speak, it's not changing. If you're like, we never have enough, we just go paycheck to paycheck and you do not exercise your authority, you will always go paycheck to paycheck. You have to take the keys to the kingdom and start to walk them out. Now, you, how many have heard the saying, you can give somebody, you can give somebody food for a, a meal or teach them whatever that is. You can fish for life or eat for life or, you know what I'm saying, instead of just feed them for one meal. So what we do, and many times in our mindset, and Justin and Mal just got back from Nicaragua, and they're saying these people will, they'll give them something and they'll just take whatever they gave them instead of what to do with it. They'll get the money for it so they can, blow it real quick and then they'll go back to doing what they did before 
because they, they just want whatever they need for the moment. Do we not live in a society that just lives for the moment? If it feels good, do it for the moment. But God is deeper than that, and he wants you to say, listen, you can plan better than that. You can have authority bigger than that that won't last just a moment. Faith is the law of the kingdom. To please God, we need faith. Without it, it's impossible. You see, we live in the kingdom. It has a king, and there are rules and laws that govern it. There's rules and laws on the earth system, and gravity is a law. If I jump off the building ten times, ten times, gravity will do what it do. Every time, because it's a law. So we need to get this. The laws that govern the kingdom of heaven are set. They're set. I can't change them. As the laws, just like the law of gravity is set here on the earth. I can't change that law. I can discover it. If I jump off the building, I'll discover it quickly. But I can't change it. I can't change the laws to the kingdom. They're set. So there's no new... I mean, we need to understand... We can't go in and just go, okay, I'm going to rearrange this. That's like people saying, God may have an understanding. I don't have to abide by this like everybody else. We have a special deal. No, you don't. You have been deceived. The laws are set. God doesn't arbitrarily decide to bless somebody. He doesn't say, well, you know what? Today I'm going to bless Brett. Um, I'm going to see how much he's got in his bank account. Uh, He appears to have enough. Uh, Let's give him more. I'm going to bless uh, Jim over here because uh, Jim really needs. God doesn't arbitrarily do that. God wants to bless you, but we have the authority. We have to tap into the laws. They're set. Anybody ever grown up with somebody that just, they had dinner meals set? Like this, dinner was at five. How many ever grandma and grandpa or something, they were eating at five. You want to eat, you're going to eat at five. You don't come at five, you ain't eating. Because there's just, it was set. Now, obviously that could change or you may be able to snack later but what i'm telling you is there are things that are set we have to understand in the kingdom just like gravity it's set if we think that god just chooses to bless me or you or anybody else just when he wants this is what we do because when we think that then we beg because we're trying to get his attention we start the begging the crying the pleading Then we get afraid. God, oh God, the mercy. See, we don't need mercy, my friends. We need faith. Faith is what pleases God. And laws that are set are already there. Provision has already been made. We have to now, how do we tap into a law that's already set? A construction worker uses a hammer to get results in what he's building. He puts his hand to it, swings it, puts the nail where it needs to go. You need to use your faith like that to get the results. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, do not doubt. You see, faith, and this is why it pleases God, because it brings his will here on the earth. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It brings his will on the earth, so that is why we need faith. If we go before before the throne of grace with boldness and confidence, not sniffling and begging, we don't have to do that. Jesus was already given for you. Now, that's mercy. We find mercy at the throne of grace. It's already been established. We just found it. 
How many times have you, you know, if it's already there, what I'm trying to tell you is what you, it's already there. We just have to discover. We have to uncover it. We have to say it's already there. Step into it by faith. Romans 10, 14 and 17 says now, or how then shall they call on him who they not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? How should they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen, that last part, we, we quote that one a lot, and that is exactly true. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to give you five points. I'm not going to get through all the five points today, but I'm going to get to a certain point today. I'm going to give you five points of stuff with some good stuff in between, so to speak. Kind of like a whoopie pie. Anybody ever have a whoopie pie? I'm just saying, you can have one of those sometimes. If you haven't had one in a while, you go, whoopee! I don't know why they call them that, but maybe that's why. But anyway, I'm going to give you the stuff that you need, but I'm going to give you some good stuff in, in between. But you'll need to thrive on these five. And we're going to start. Uh, turn to your neighbor, give your neighbor a high five. Here's number one. Of all things, this is, what, this is the way I put this one. Say what? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> does is the old covenant and say is the new covenant. Say what? Does is the old covenant and say is the new covenant. Romans 10, 5 through 13. Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Turn to your neighbor and say speaks. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above or who will descend into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord over all is rich. All call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, the new covenant is a covenant of words. It's a covenant of faith. Faith says. I'm going to say that one more time. Faith says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith speaks. Faith says. Our righteousness with God is based on our right standing with him it's not based on doing but it's based on our heart believing and our mouth saying are you with me two of you good it is not based you cannot be good and make it okay this is based on what christ did not what you do it's based on your belief system now again now we're going to talk about kingdom these are you can't get to heaven on what you do you are saved by grace he did it. Okay, so now our belief system is it's a law. Our faith is a law. It's set. I can't change it. This is how we do things in the kingdom. We speak with our mouth. We believe in our heart. We do not doubt. So we put action with our voice. Faith without works is dead. To be saved according to scripture, we call or say we use words to be saved. When your heart believes and is justified, it's placed in right position and is ready to receive from God. In other words, when we believe exactly what the word says, then we can receive. 
It's kind of like if I wanted protection from the rain under an umbrella, I have to get under the umbrella so that I can get the protection that I need. So when I believe what the word says, then I can I'm put myself again. I've aligned myself. God doesn't change. Hebrews says he's the same yesterday, today and forever. But now I have changed my focus, my heart, my belief system to line up with his. So because of that, now I can receive from him. Now are we on the same page? Okay. See, that position releases power of God. Then your mouth follows your heart, evidence of your faith confession or confession. Grace is applied. Covenant is one of believing and speaking, opposed to Moses' covenant, which was all doing. If you think back in the Old Testament, bring the turtle dove, bring the ox, bring the, you got to do this, do that, you got to do that. There's all of these doing things. Remember the fig tree we talked about last week. Jesus cursed it at its root in front of the disciples. And when they withered, they asked him about it. And remember, he's teaching because uh, he said it out loud. They didn't overhear him said it. He said it on purpose. Uh, so he's teaching them. He, he's trying to pull them in to show them a kingdom principle. And so he told them to understand, if you believe in your heart, believe what you say, and you do not doubt, the mountain will have to move. Because why? Because you told it to. You see, gravity, again, is a law, and I won't do this with my Bible, but if I would drop it, even though this is the Bible, it's going to hit the ground every time. Here's our second point this morning. The laws are set. So our first one is say what? Our second one is the laws are set. I can't change them. I could have wanted my Bible to fly around the room. You know I tried to fly. I told you that story last week. Some of you weren't here and you're going, he's a nut. Listen, I was just trying to be Superman. But uh, I figured out after diving off 15 steps, about fourth step down, I wasn't flying. Didn't matter if I had a cape or not. Gravity still took place. Um, It doesn't, you know, it is a law. I can't change it. We live in a society where people are fickle. How many know what fickle is? They change. If, If you're a sports fan at all, watch people. As long as the quarterback is doing well, everybody loves him. He starts throwing interceptions. They're like, get him out of there. Boo, boo. We go in one direction, and sometimes our words will say, you know, how many know we, I'm saying this, but my actions are saying this. I'm saying that, but I'm doing this. And so we have to, you know, get our, our mind and our talking straight, but we are doing it in different sides of our mouth. Proverbs 8, 20, 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So Jesus is going to teach us how to operate in his kingdom. What does it mean to love something, to love it? I mean, if you love something, doesn't that mean, like, uh, uh, something you do, I love it. You love your job, I love it. You love your job, yes. So some of the keys to success are just loving what you do. If you don't like what you do, it's hard to go continue to do it. If you hate your job, hard to get up in the morning. Because you got to go do it. I I know, I had a job I loathed. And I didn't even want to go to bed because when I went to bed, I knew I'd go to sleep. And when I woke up, I had to go to work. I don't mind work. I just want to like what I do. It wasn't this job. I love this job. But I mean, it's just like I would stay until I was exhausted. And then I would get up, you know, just to, to be able to go to work. You see, if I love something and you love something, you're going to follow it wholeheartedly. They used to say that, and I'm sure you've heard this, find something you love to do and do it so well that people will pay you to do it. 
Simply this, you get fruit from what you love to do. I mean, there's fruit that comes because you love to do it, so you get fruit from it. Can I dim those just a little bit? Or can you dim those? I guess I can if I can ask you. My arm won't reach clear, but yes, thank you. I can, I can kind of see some of you a little bit now. So, okay. What we're going to do, guys, we're, we're, we're going to eventually, we're going to try to get some kind of lights so that you can see your Bibles and all of that. So uh, lights will be down during worship and praise, and then they'll be up uh, during preaching and teaching. So a little bit where you can kind of see. And then, I, you know, I can see a little more of what I'm doing here as well. <laughs> Anyway, you've got to take authority. God has already given you the authority. If it produces goodness and blessing in your life, if you find something that God is doing and you're like, I love that, then you're going to do it because you know it gets fruit. This works. When I can show you, if I can show you kingdom, how this works, and you start getting fruit, you're going to go, I love that. I'm going to keep doing that. Man, that's great. Man, that, how did that work? Luke 4, 1 and 3, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan led by the spirit into the wilderness, tempted for 40 days by the devil. And those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said, if you're the son of God, uh, command this stone to become bread. The enemy said, now listen to what he's saying. If you are the son of God, let me ask you a question. Are you and I a son or daughter of God? Mal was already talking about that as well as she was singing this morning. So we can operate in a spiritual law. We can... You know, he's, this is what the enemy is saying. You can tell these stones to become bread. Can I just say this? The enemy shouldn't be telling you to do anything. And if you listen to him and do it, that's not good. Obey God and only him and do what he says. The more I look at this, the more I'm like, oh, Lord, I want to share this. And I'm trying to listen to God. Like, do this, do this. But can I... Jesus is God on foot, and he has angels at his beck and call. He can do what he wants. I mean, he's got all of these angels that just come to his rescue, but he didn't use them. He could have changed the, those stones into bread, but he didn't do it. You see, God's word is just, it's his will and testament written down for you and I to follow. The Bible talks about no longer having his word on tablets of stone, but on our heart. I'm, I'm trying to get you to, to, to say, God, I need this relationship with you. First John 5, 14, one of my favorite scriptures. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. James 3, 3 through 12, I'm not going to read all that. I'm looking at the, there's so much. I'm just like, Lord, I got to hurry this along. So I'm trying to, I put so many notes down. Oh, I want more time. I want more time. I can't read all of that. Or we won't get out of here, but let's review a little bit. Does was the old covenant, say is the new covenant. Laws are set. I can't change them. Here's number three. I'll try to get through this one. And uh, this is fill your mouth with faith. Fill your mouth with faith. So if you want to pay your bills, but you keep saying, how are we going to pay our bills? You're going to have trouble paying your bills. Uh, faith always says the will of God, always, period. We speak the desired result. Remember, we talked last week. If we don't do that, it's not faith. Then it becomes, you know what perverted faith is? Fear. 
It's just the opposite of faith. And then we start getting afraid. And then we start into the, oh God, oh God, the what if, what if. But if we would take authority and say, listen, I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to speak faith. I'm going to speak the desired result. Our mandate is to go and preach the gospel all over the world. He's given us authority to defeat the enemy. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. Galatians 4 says he's given me the whole estate. So we get there as a process of revelation. We speak with our mouth, believe in our heart. We do not doubt. Faith has to be released. It has to be released. I'm going to have to stop there. I, I wanted to. Ah, are you getting anything of this? I'm, I just don't have time. I mean, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I got to say where, where I sat before years ago, this church is 10 years old and, and next week I thought I could get a little further than I, than I did. I, I forgot all the scripture that I put in and then trying to read scripture and go back. Scripture is always great because it backs up what I'm saying. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was raised, uh, well, we were in uh, Methodist church when I was little, went through catechism and all of that, uh, Caught the front thing on fire with my little candle stick. <laughs> they didn't have me light the candles too many more times after that. I wasn't even paying attention. You know, you give a little boy a stick with a candle, that's probably, and it's lit. I was like, wow. I was making, you know, like you do with a sparkler. You know, I'm, my mom's sitting over there going, that only makes it worse because then you're like, <laughs> if I'm going to get it, I'm going to might as well make it a good one. But uh, so anyway, born Methodist and then born Methodist, I guess, raised Methodist. And then uh, my mom and dad got saved and they got uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit and and all that. And Methodists, where we where they went to church, they weren't real tickled about that. And so they left and went to an assembly of God church. And um, I stayed in the Methodist church, actually. And, you know, just kind of watched my parents a little bit. And things started changing in our household. I'm going to say that one more time. Things started changing. And my dad started being different than my dad was before. My dad was never a bad dad. Never. I mean, um, very impatient in many ways and, and kind of gruff. And, and uh, I really didn't have a whole lot of time with him when I was little. But yet then he did take time at different times. So it's kind of weird. But then when he got um, saved he got nicer if that makes any sense uh, not that he was mean but he actually started having a little more time and and i could see changes in him and and mom you know had changed and then my sister who's with us today who's also the church secretary um her and her husband got saved which i thought that that's not going to happen um and that was really the kicker uh, because i could go to their house and leave my mom and dad's house i'd go to their house and partay a little bit uh and uh then that all changed and it was her witness that actually changed my life and i would go and she became pregnant with katie uh who's in the back there and who's also the head of our greeters but uh i would go there and um when she was pregnant because jeff had to work second shift and i wanted to make sure that she was okay, and if she went into labor, she had you know somebody to get her to wherever she needed to be, and da 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 da. 
and and so I would go there and, and I started watching her life and her life had drastically changed from how I knew my sister before. Now, my sister was the queen of paying me to do things that she didn't want to do or just to watch me do them so that she could get a laugh. Like, I'll give you a quarter if you drink this glass full of mustard water. You know, but I mean, I got to say, I was stupid enough to go, okay, <laughs> well, that's nasty. And she'd be like, well, it's all worth a quarter. <laughs> but, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, but I'd watch her change. But see, we were always close and I just wanted to make sure she was okay. Then she, you know, I watched her, her change and, and then she had Amy and Matt and, you know, and I was trying to be there for, for her for that. But it was her witness that she led me to the Lord on January 2nd, 1980 in her uh, home and in their double and uh what what i'm telling you is then then i went to the assembly of god church and i started learning about this third person of the godhead called the holy spirit and and honestly kind of scared you know because i'm like this is weird i I didn't understand because man has always taught things sometimes that it was uh, like third on the ladder rung and and weirdo and this would be different and you know and so i trying to grasp all that as a as a young believer sometimes can get overwhelming so brett what are you saying what i'm saying is when i started this church i had the the mindset of just probably the world's christianity mindset does that make any kind of sense? I mean, I, I was ordained in the Assemblies of God. I went to school to get my ordination and was on staff, and we had pastored a couple other churches. And, and I'm like, I don't know, Lord. I mean, I've never started a church on my own. And, and uh, you know, my, my heart is trying to tell you this. There's more than what you know. I mean, I never thought I'd arrived, never, even back then. I still don't now. But I'm just telling you, I was opened up to a whole nother level of faith that I had never even knew existed. Listen to me, it always has existed. I just didn't know it. And that's what I'm trying to get to you. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean that it's not there. Doesn't mean that you can't tap into it. Doesn't mean that there isn't more. God is so deep, you can never get to the end of him. He's You, you can't. But what I'm telling you is I started finding this this faith and just at another level like are you are you kidding and god is saying no but there's there's so much more so if you know if the first part of this message and and where we're at now it's 1002 that's that i bored you i apologize i'm not trying to bore you i'm trying to set a platform i'm trying to set a foundation i want you to get excited to know that there's more it doesn't have to continue the way it's continued this isn't going to be one of those uh yeah 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 we hear the message over and over, no matter where we go. That's not what this is about. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. I can't do it today. I'm just gonna have to be. To, it's gonna have to be tomorrow. It's gonna have to be next week. But you know, people have asked me, how do you, how does it happen the way it happens for you? What does it? I mean, I, I don't have a formula. Okay. I mean, what I'm saying is, electricity is here, whether you believe it or not. Okay, I can show you how to make ele- well, I probably can't, but my father-in-law could show you how to repeat electricity, and if he showed you you put this wire, you do this, you tap in here, you're going to you got electricity because if you repeat that, it's going to work no matter who you are if you do what steps are required, okay? Faith is the same, it's a law that's set. I can't change it. It won't not work for you and only work for me. That's not how it works. It's a set law. 
So if I can show you what I do to tap into faith and you do that, it will work for you. It sounds kind of nutty, but I'm not doing it as a formula. Now, listen to me and then I'll I'll close because I can't give you the five today. But boy, I'd be here next week. And and that's not even the five, the the thrive with these five. This is just five in the this is in your whoopie pie next week. Okay, that's those five. The five we're going to give you a whoopie pie. I might even give you all whoopie pie next week. You come next week. We'll give everybody a whoopie pie. All right. Sis, make a note. We're going to buy whoopie pies and everybody and you'll know why you get one next week. I don't know if they'll all be different flavors, but you'll get a whoopie pie. Okay. What was that? Yeah, all right. So here's the thing. You, you, you get this, and you get it where you're like, all right. You have to start saying, man, this is going to... Lord, what can I do? Is there something that I'm not doing? Is there something past where I'm at? I'm here to tell you, there's more than what you see. But your heart, listen to me. This is about your heart. Because it's your belief system. If people that are just now, here's where they get messed up. They'll tap into the kingdom because their heart is just like, woohoo, gimme, 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 gimme. This isn't so you can get the spirit of getting. This is so that you can understand God on how to get what you, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. If you went to Saul Jesse, Jesse said, I don't have to tell him my needs. He supplies all of those. So if I can get my needs met and I can get overflow so I can help meet somebody else's needs, I can do, you know, if God could trust you, who I'm telling you, the boy with the lunch that fed the 20,000 people with the five loaves and two fish, he got the 12 baskets. Can God trust you that you're going to give not so that you can get, but you're going to say, God, this is how my principle in your kingdom works. I want to do that. Because my heart is right, I already know it brings pleasure to give me prosperity for you. I already know you're going to take care of that. So I'm walking in that with my mindset going, he's already met all my needs. I don't worry about if I give this away because he's bigger than that. If I can get your heart to believe that and understand that, it's going to change your life. And I'll show you the five things that Kim and I do. This is pretty simple. I didn't know them before. These are five things that I do there. You know, if you God gives you something that'll go, hey, you can do this too. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'm just saying faith is a law. It's set. I have things that show up at my house and people are like, how did that get here? Well, we prayed it. And it showed up. Sometimes it takes a couple weeks. Sometimes it takes a couple years. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes a couple hours. Sometimes it takes a couple minutes. Where's your faith? What's the timing? Life is about to come unglued in a good way for you, in an exciting way for you. But you have to believe the Bible. You have to believe it. Your heart has to say, God, I'm I'm all in. Not for my own gain. I don't have to worry about that. You know, Jesse said the other night, he said, you can get mad at me if you want, but he's the one that's doing it. He's blessing me. Okay, I, I got to get my mindset like, okay, God, I just want to do what you want me to do. And in the process, he just blesses me. You know, Kim and I went grocery shopping yesterday. Just And we don't go to the grocery, you know, don't go when you're hungry. And don't go when you want to get your kids a bunch of snacks either. 
Because Mal and JD were coming home, and she's like, ooh, let's find those cookies that Mal likes, those ones with the ice cream. And I couldn't find them. Well, she found them. I'm like, oh, let's get ice cream. Let's get this kind. Ooh, let's get this kind. And you're like, oh, that's uh, okay. So we get, we get all this food, food that we don't normally buy for a long time. But you know what? It brings us pleasure to buy it because we just wanted to bless our kids. How much more our, our Heavenly Father wants to bless you? You don't have to stay in the situation you're in. You take authority over it. You begin to walk these principles out. It's, I almost feel bad. I almost because I want to go. I just ten oh eight. I want to go. Ah, five whoopie pie more. Anyway, you come next week, and I will do my best to get through what we can. I'll get you at least your whoopie pie, and and the five principles that that we use. That actually, Pastor Gary had showed them to me. And I had already used, like, have you ever found something like, I'm kind of doing, I'm doing that. Well, I wasn't doing that. I, yeah, you know, I'm doing that. And, and I kind of started, because it affected how I believed. And when I put my belief and I lined it up with the Lord and I started taking authority and saying, confess with my mouth, believe in my heart, do not doubt, and then put my hands to it, Lord, you tell me what you want me to do. Amazing results. Because faith is a law and it works every time. Bow your heads, please.